The show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, docs, nurses, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all come on, let's go. Welcome to the healthcare rap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists. Where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Thanks for hanging with us again in the Healthcare Wrap Posse. I'm your host, Jared Johnson, and this is Season 2 of the Healthcare Wrap. This is the place to be if you want to accelerate the transformation of healthcare and create the digital health experience that happens outside the clinic. You can join the Posse by listening, subscribing, leaving a review, and telling your friends. You can find our full archive of episodes at healthcarewrap.com and hit us up on Twitter at healthcarewrap. Let us know what you liked, what you didn't like, what you'd like to hear more of. We can't wait to hear from you there. And a special thank you finally to Express Docs, Ultera Digital, and the podcast.healthcare network for helping us spread the awesome. There you go. So ladies and gentlemen, today's guest is none other than Mike Baselli. Mike is the president and co-founder at Catalyst HTI and the CEO of Firepoint Studios. Many of you out there, especially in the health IT world, I've known him, are familiar, I love hearing from him, so I couldn't wait to welcome him on the show. Mike, how are you doing today? Jared, great to be here today. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Can't wait to cause some trouble on this podcast with you. That is the goal. So we are definitely looking forward to that. We're going to talk about a few different things today, and a lot of them have to do with a recent, I'd call it a personal journey of yours, of, of some reflections from being on a recent sabbatical and how that's driving you in, in new and exciting ways to reimagine healthcare. So we're going to dive into that. Before we do that, tell us a little bit more about yourself, how you got started. You know, Tell us about Catalyst, about Firepoint Studios, and just uh, tell us about Mike. Yeah, so uh, of course, all of our uh, listeners can uh, get away from just the cliff notes because we'll just uh, get through those quickly on this uh, podcast and to go more in depth by heading over to mikebaselli.com, M-I-K-E-B-I-S-E-L-L-I.com for more in depth on my blogging and kind of in my background. But I've uh, been in healthcare my whole career after uh, being able to play uh, collegiate football at Stanford University by way of a football scholarship there, hung up the cleats and then put on the healthcare cleats and haven't looked back since first 10 years were in the medical device industry and then jumped into the entrepreneurial world in 2011, built and then sold a digital platform uh, for the procurement space within the medical device and surgery center world. And since that exit at the end of 2013, I had been on this journey of uh, launching and now realizing uh, Catalyst HTI, a 180,000 square foot city block healthcare innovation campus in downtown Denver, bringing together Fortune 100 all the way down to that woman with an idea on a napkin and everything in between, private enterprise, government, academia, nonprofits. Jared, brace yourself. We even have the patient involved. I know wild idea in the notion and in the goal of working collectively and knocking it down the silos and getting off of our respective islands and getting in the same boat to row in the same direction to reimagine a new future of health for our nation by doing it together. 
We opened up in uh, July of 2018, just celebrated our one-year anniversary. So this baby is now a little over one years old. And to that point, Jared, I had put a goal in front of myself many years ago when hatching this idea that if I can, one, pull it off and two, stabilize it, I was going to go and leave the country for a month and take my first ever professional sabbatical, which I had just recently completed at the uh, mid-April of 2019. Well, congrats, first and foremost, for building what you are building. We're going to dive into that a little bit more. And also for, like you said, including the patient. I tried not to fall out of my chair when you said that. Oh, what, what an amazing thing. So what a crazy thought, right? So let's dissect a few of these pieces because it's a tall order. I mean, that's, that's understating everything. But healthcare these days, what it takes, what's going to be required to truly create the future of healthcare uh, has so many moving pieces. It's something we talk about all the time in this program. And we're going to dissect a couple pieces of that on the rap battle. Rap battle. So the rap battle is where we challenge the status quo of healthcare, which is really a kind of your middle name, Mike. It's uh, challenging the way that healthcare has been imagined up until now. And now there's a new direction. There are thousands of new directions, literally, of where healthcare is headed. And so you posted recently on your blog about some reflections from that sabbatical that you just mentioned. This was earlier this year, actually just a few weeks ago, that you returned and, and, and at least a shared in your post a little bit about that trip. So if you could paint that picture for us in terms of what that was like and some of the points that you brought up in that blog post, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. So uh, again, as I mentioned, when I when I hatched this idea many, many years ago for this campus in Denver that's now realized and, and said, if I can pull it off and stabilize it as a good leader, as a good entrepreneur, if we've done our job, we've placed teams below us to help operate the daily, day-to-day offer opportunity for whatever we have built. So I wanted to actually test that uh, idea and, uh, and we were successful. Now, of course, I didn't just uh, pull a sabbatical out of thin air and, and left the country for a month. It was uh, many, many months in the making. As a matter of fact, I now, when I give my, my motivational talks around the world, I, I now uh, kind of mandate that, uh, and a call to arms to fellow executives, that we should mandate of ourselves to go on a sabbatical. I no longer prescribe to this notion that we can't take extended period times off. I think it's complete and utter fallacy. And I think the opportunity to do so is incredibly healthy, mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And to that end, uh, the opportunity took me to Asia, uh, Southeast Asia, more specifically. And I had a a phenomenal opportunity for the first two weeks to kind of do a traditional vacation in this traditional form with family. And in the last two weeks, I actually spent it uh, by myself and knowing full well that it was gonna be somewhat of a working type of environment for those last two weeks, doing some inner work, deep diving, understanding where I wanna go next and pushing the health of our nation forward. How am I gonna do that? How am I gonna help support and encourage other leaders to answer that call? Because as you know, Jared, and our listeners know, the path that we are currently on is completely unsustainable and we have to change course and we have to change course very quickly or else the course that we're on can literally put our country on its knees. And so I was able to take that time and reflect and, and try to understand where, where can I take this passion that I have that I cannot turn off and continue to help shape the opportunity to move all of us in, 
in a brighter direction for the health of our nation. And in those last two weeks, we're that opportunity with from spending time with monks in Luang Prabang, Laos, to spending more time having incredible meals in downtown Hanoi, Vietnam, and, and spending moments with incredible Vietnamese folks and, and being able to see the different ways in these different cultures and how they spend their time and, and build community and, and how they look at their health, et cetera. It was incredibly eye-opening and, and, and revelatory for the things that I want to achieve here stateside. And so I can't recommend it more. It is something that I believe folks that are wanting to change and make a dent in our universe and change realities and futures it is imperative that we take time to go and invest in ourselves by way of a sabbatical or extended period of time away from work. Hello there, healthcare marketers. Robert Rose, Chief Strategy Advisor for the Content Marketing Institute here. And if you're a fan of this show, and I know you are, you know that the show is here and the mission is clear. And today's marketing mission in healthcare, it's all about content. You need help connecting with customers and growing your business through the creation of epic content? Then you're going to want to check out Content Marketing World 2019, this September 3rd through 6th in Cleveland, Ohio. That's where you can rub elbows with the best and the brightest in the content marketing industry. Not only that, but on Friday, September 6th, we've got an all-day health summit sponsored by the Cleveland Clinic for healthcare marketers just like you. You can learn from content marketing leaders who won't let regulations, HIPAA, or enterprise-based challenges get in the way of delivering the right content to patients when they need it. And here's a special bonus just for you. Use the code HCRAP100. Not a pretty looking hashtag, but it's the right one. HCRAP100, and you're going to save an extra 100 bucks on your registration. Go to contentmarketingworld.com to learn more and to register today. Anything in particular that you think that helps with our creative thinking? Is it just being able to step away from the day-to-day? How does it help to, to have a little bit of that margin in our lives? It, does it really have to do with like the creative thinking? Yeah, that's a really good question. I appreciate that. And what I had, again, as I mentioned, I've never done this in my career, this extended period of time. And you know, for us, Americans, a month off seems like a long time. There's folks around in other countries around the world that they're just getting going after one month with their time off, which, you know, hey, God bless them. Uh, but for us, that's a, that, that is a quite an extended period for the culture that we live in here in the United States. And so to that end, this is being the first time I've ever done it and the experience I had. And to your question, Jared, it was amazing on the back end of that month. So those kind of that last two weeks, the last week, just the sense of, um, being out of that day-to-day and having to do the to-do list and do the checklist and making sure you're keeping up with everything, not dropping any balls, etc., that can really cloud or push into a dark corner that creative aspect of our minds, right? And what I was able to experience in my own mind during that time and not having those day-to-day pressures pushing downward on me was just a game changer in how I was able to view what I want to do next. How am I going to get there? Some new ideas to come back and test and see if there, if there is opportunity for those ideas to take flight. I came back with quite a bit uh, of notes in my Evernote on my computer on things of what to try, what to experiment with, and some of the things that I think could really help move the ideas I have for you know, reimagining healthcare. It was incredible. I can't recommend it enough. So let's talk about some of those ideas because those really have to do with what's coming in the future for you. So tell us about reimagining healthcare, what we need to focus on, where do we start, et cetera. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of things in my next big vehicle for this is, is by way of Firepoint Studios, which I've been you know working on that for quite some time, kind of in a stealthy mode, if you will, you know, now that this campus is realized and operational. 
I want to take, and I have been taking my work beyond just the state walls of Colorado, taking it around this country and matter of fact, around this world. And what I have studied over the past couple of years in knowing that I'm going to do this next big chapter, which again is this Firepoint Studios vehicle and our innovation container work is what I've noticed in the marketplace and in our industry. And again, it goes back to Jared, this whole notion of disconnectedness and silos and not understanding one another. And Innovators are over here and the large incumbents are over there or the incumbents internally hear this word innovation. They don't even know how to spell it, say it. What does it even mean? How do we actually take innovation and literally pull it over the finish line and diffuse it through a large enterprise? These are very new notions and ideas for healthcare. You know, it's one of the last bastions of industry to be toppled by disruption and innovation. There is no doubt in my mind it's coming. That tidal wave is getting closer and closer to shore. We've seen it in almost every other industry, and it is going to happen to healthcare. And because of the position I've been humbly blessed to be in, to be at the C-suites of some of the major health systems in this nation and working with these leaders, uh, I know the opportunity at hand in working with these incumbents, when working with these large enterprises, that we can, in fact, realize innovation, diffuse it, and get it to the end users and to our patients, in, which then can help create a brighter future for health for our nation. So that's what kind of FirePoint is going to do through our innovation container work. I'm not going to give all the secrets away on on this podcast, but I can tell you we are working with some of the biggest giants in the industry around our innovation container thesis and actually putting an end-to-end program together and process and methodology to truly actualize and realize innovation. And innovation isn't in, let me be very intentional in the word innovation. Innovation isn't just a line of code or a product or a technology or, you know, some type of chatbot or a wearable. Innovation is a couple things, a mindset, and innovation, yes, it certainly can be those products and those technologies, but also it could be processes, right? It could be administrative processes or clinical processes that we can maybe change. So it doesn't have to always be a line of code or a product, but innovation is a much bigger word. And I think we're now just starting to wrap our, our arms around it here in healthcare, starting to embrace it and understanding that it will help influence and shape the future of where we're going as an industry. And I know by way of our work at Firepoint Studios with our innovation container work, we're going to be able to help take that charge and and move it over the finish line for the country and for the betterment of our nation. So what are the keys or maybe even just one key to just seeing that this is going to happen? You know, how do we have innovation happen versus, you know, the things that have held it back in the past? Great. I think it comes down to one big word, orthodoxy. We have got to stop being married to the word orthodoxy in this industry, right? We hear Z-Dog talk about it, right? When we hear Z-Dog rapping on stage, right? We've got to, got to love Z-Dog and the, and the message he's sending. We cannot continue to kiss the ring of orthodoxy. Look, where, look at the position that it's put us in. This whole notion of, well, it's always been done that way, so let's just keep doing it. That no longer works. This whole notion of... of this hierarchy and, and how things are built no longer works. Why? The next generation of leaders, the millennials, now the largest workforce in the history of our nation, larger than the baby boomers, not only expect a new reality and a new paradigm, they are now demanding it. And the ways we have been doing things in healthcare no longer hold value to this new generation of a consumer. It's no longer going to be a patient. As we know, Jared, they are going to be a consumer and that's how they are going to interact with the system. And we better make sure that we answer that call. And so this whole notion of it's how it's always been this way. This is how it's always been done. That's what we have to divorce ourselves from. 
And then I think once we can get out of that trap, get out of that mental prison and understand that we need to take risk, not necessarily risk and putting risk a patient at risk, I'm not saying that, but even just a mental risk, like taking opportunities to try something in a lab or try something in a, you know, in, a, in an innovation center or something. And, and even if it fails, that's okay. You know, that's one thing in healthcare, again, another mental prison is that we can't fail. Go look at how the internet was turned on. I was fortunate enough to be studying at Stanford University in the mid-90s when that little thing called the internet was being flipped on. It was very messy. Things it was very frothy. Things were breaking right and left. But look where we are today. We have to understand that part of innovation is things breaking and not working and iterating and, and testing and failing and failing fast, right? And if we can divorce ourselves from orthodoxy and if we can divorce ourselves that we can't take risk, I believe that we could ignite a revolution that can put our country back on the right path to deliver affordable health for the citizens of our nation. Because again, Jared, the path we are on is no longer working. So tell me, Mike, about the, the one statement you made earlier on and, and, you know, we were making a little, a little light of it. You know, I wasn't intentionally, but the part about, hey, you actually included patients in this whole process and this whole line of thinking. Tell us about the importance of that and in your mind, like why that hasn't happened, why it's important now. Well, again, I think, you know, we have to look historically, right? And um, I'm friends with a lot of uh, providers, a lot of doctors. And, and uh, so this is not saying something crude or, or brash towards them, but it was just the realities. Patient Jared would come in and see Dr. Mike and Dr. Mike would say, Jared, you are going to do X, Y, and Z. And that was not questioned, right? That again, that's how it has always been done, right? And so now the new paradigm, these new consumers, the, the millennials and the younger generations, they, they don't subscribe to that anymore. They question things. They don't just assume what Dr. Mike said is reality, right? That's why I believe as we think about going from fee-for-service to value-based care and we start putting the patient at the center of all things, that's why it's more important than ever to have the patient's voice at the table. Think about when Amazon's building a product or Ford or, or Verizon or others. You think they're just building those in a vacuum and just saying, hey, Jared, you're going to buy this cell phone from Apple or you're going to buy this vehicle and you're just going to say, okay, no, you're not, right? We go through a human-centered design and test these ideas and iterate, iterate quickly and make sure that the end consumer's voice is literally the fabric of that product, process, service, or opportunity, right? And I think we haven't been there in healthcare for many years because we didn't have to be. The system was built perfectly where that wasn't a need. Again, it was this kissing, this ring of orthodoxy. This is how it's always been done. And those days are completely being torn down right now. And we're now building a new future where that patient will be driving. The conversation will be at the center of decision-making and what we should be delivering to the marketplace and to that consumer. And we better be listening and listening very intently. I need a dime, ain't faking a book. So you crank out content, but it's getting stale. It might be nutritious, but it tastes like kale. You're down with finding a way to up your marketing game. Yeah, but when you look for help, everyone seems lame. We're Altera Digital. Google us and see. We're spelled like ultra with an extra E. We'll help you market forward. Google us and look. We're Altera Digital. It's off the hook. Hey guys, this is Jared. Altera Digital is just another name for our consulting team that helps you when your content, your strategy, or your brand is getting stale. You know... 
like that chocolate glazed donut that was a little piece of heaven in the morning, but when you left it on your desk until 4.13 in the afternoon and you went to finish it off, by then, mm, not so heavenly, was it? By now, you know our philosophy that content is the future, but only when it engages audiences and it isn't a snooze fest. And you've heard how we roll. The healthcare rap, what you're listening to right now is Exhibit A. We don't do boring. So if your content, your special event, or your strategy is getting stale, let us help you give it that spark, that rhythm, that new life you're looking for. Ulterra Digital, marketing forward. Okay, now back to the podcast, right? Because it's pretty legit. What's the role of marketing in reimagining healthcare? Well, I mean, of course, at the end of the day, we need to make sure that uh, we have succinct messaging. And it goes back to human-centered design. What do I need to hear as a consumer to feel comfortable to buy your therapeutic, to invest in your wearable, to come and see you as a new provider? Maybe I'm coming from one type of health system to another. What type of message is going to resonate with me, right? I mean, we think about, you know, look at what, what some of these platforms like on Instagram and, do, and others are doing on kind of consumer plays. It's incredible how they really hone in and perfect that messaging through a human-centered design approach, right? And so I think it's at the end of the day, we need to be clear, succinct, and take a consumer on a journey. This is not going to be transactional anymore, where I give you my insurance card and, and you deliver me care, right? Patients now, which are now turning into the consumer, they want to be part of something bigger than themselves. They want to be part of your journey. I mean, look at what Ross is doing down at Atrium Health, right? All of our dear friend, incredible national leader, right? He's making the patient that they serve, the consumer, a part of Atrium's journey. Right? We're not no longer is it a, just a transaction for, it's a journey with. And I think marketing is at the core of that. How do we make sure that the message is there to let the patient, or now as I like to call the consumer, part of the journey to realize new and uh, better health for our nation and for our patients that uh, call our communities home? I love this vision that you're creating. I really do. And I feel like part of it is just the tireless work that you are doing on an ongoing basis to help break down these silos and to help connect sides of healthcare that haven't traditionally been connected. And, and two of those are, you know, those who, like you said, you know, you, you speak to clinicians, to, to physicians all the time. And then you are also very entrenched in the health IT world as well. What do you wish that healthcare providers better understood about health IT? That's a great question. I think the capabilities and the magnitude of those capabilities and what it can offer and it's understandable, right? I think uh, in what I'm about to say, it's very understandable where providers and health systems, et cetera, are exhausted, right? And they don't want, it's that whole kind of cliche notion of don't add another clip to my workflow. I get it. We have just completely run amok with health IT in this industry. It has exhausted our providers. We have some of the highest burnout rates right now, not just with our MDs, but MPs, MAs, RNs administrators, burnout just period in healthcare is at an all-time high. And, uh, you know, one piece of that is these antiquated and completely disjointed IT platforms that we have given the system. And I know we can do much better. We are getting better. And again, right, and, and it's still early too, just like I mentioned as I was at Stanford in the mid-90s when that little thing called the internet was being turned on. It's the same environment. I'm seeing it literally in real time, basically a rinse and repeat. And yeah, we are still early. And I think, and I know one day we're going to get there. But I think also what we need to do is repair those relationships, bring those providers and those administrators along for the journey, 
not just transacting with. They need to be part of this journey. We're not just creating a transaction to sell IT, healthcare IT. We need their voice at the table. We need, and we need and alongside them, the patient's voice as well, where we can build elegant and seamlessly integrated health IT. Matter of fact, very fortunate, you know, we have 60 plus startups that call Catalyst home here and I get to see every day the future of healthcare being written. And some of my favorite entrepreneurs here love to use the uh, term that one day healthcare IT will just be in the background and the patient and the provider won't even know it's there, right? Think about that environment one day where we can get back to that very intimate relationship where the patient and the provider are spending one-on-one time together versus our providers punching a bunch of keys into a keyboard while the patient's there pouring his or her heart out, right? And having to make life-changing decisions. Imagine being able to get to that intimate relationship again. And I know that we have entrepreneurs around the world working on that in real time to kick IT and technology in the background, to get back to that visceral moment of that connectedness between two humans. That to me, I know we'll get there one day if we continue to work together. I do recall it was, I think it really was uh, Rasu, uh, who you mentioned earlier that has said that in the past that technology ought to be invisible. It ought to just be part of the experience that we don't even have to focus on, that it facilitates the actual reimagined human connection in healthcare. So no coincidence that you brought that up as part of this new vision for healthcare. Anything else in that vision for the future of healthcare that you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, you know, I think... um and this goes a little bit back to your question, Jared, about like marketers and in, in, in healthcare and healthcare IT, right? I think, I think what we need more than ever right now too is authenticity, right? We need to be vulnerable. We need to be authentic. We have to understand at the end of the day, however we touch this industry called healthcare, we should all remember who we all ultimately serve one way or another, directly or indirectly, and it's the patient. It's the folks. It's our mother. It's our sister. It's our spouse, right? It's our neighbor down the street that might be on on her last days because of cancer or whatever that might be. We have to understand and then appreciate and honor and give that respect and reverence to who we all ultimately serve. And through that, how we can do that is through authenticity. I'm wildly passionate about what I do and what I get to do around this world in you know helping others really understand that we can reimagine healthcare if we do it together. And so my authenticity is, is I can't turn it off. When I take the stage, I am fired up. I'm fired up because I know we can create a new reality and a better reality for everybody in our nation and beyond. And so I think one thing that we as again, is just uh, kind of wrapping that up, is that no matter how we touch this industry, let's bring our authentic selves every day to that journey, whatever that journey is, on how we are making and working to make an impact on the health of our nation. Thanks, Mike. That that was amazing. <laughs> you know, I keep thinking of, you know, this is bringing so many things to mind, so many conversations I've had on all sides of this industry with providers, with patient advocates, with healthcare organizations, being in a healthcare organization, myself also having come up through the medical device industry before I you know, kind of veered off into where I am now, right? Similar to you. And then living in the health IT world at times as well. It's fascinating to see how the pieces really can be connected and can come together. And I I thank you for that. The last segment that we have is keeping it real. Keeping it real. 
Keeping it real is usually where I just ask one question of what's one thing marketers can do better to improve healthcare. I feel like that's something that uh, you've been addressing all along in all your comments. I wonder if there's anything else you'd add to that because this has to do not just with how to get better at marketing, it's how we in our roles as marketers anything that we can do to actually improve the care that's happening in addition to that. So I'll just throw that out there. I didn't know if there's anything else you'd want to add. You know, at, at the end of the day, I'm a marketer as well. Actually, matter of fact, all of us should think uh, somewhat one, one, uh, one way or another through a marketing lens, right? Telling us a story, right? Human beings are wired to listen and to tell stories. That's what marketing is, if you really think about it. And the ones that are very successful do exactly that. Right? It's not a transaction, it's a story, it's a narrative. And so what I always love to share with marketers and folks that are trying to make a, a true impact on this industry, you, you must build your own personal brand because that's the only thing that something, someone or something in, in the business world cannot take away from you. You can be fired from a job, you can, you can shut down a company, you can turn another one on, you can move to a different area of this country or a different area of the world. Things change in regards to our professional pursuits, but what you can't change and what you can't, what someone should or cannot take away from you is your own personal brand. It's a very noisy market out there now, or, uh, you know, a space out there now, right? Uh, our t- attention spans are at all time low. We have more content being thrown at us at any given day than we've had sometimes in years in the making, right? And so we have to figure out a way to differentiate ourselves and our voice out in a very noisy space. And one way to do that is to truly invest and and nurture your own personal brand, which then leads back to what we talked about earlier, Jared. Now that has now created a platform to allow for you to live your authentic self and to share that authenticity as to why you're devoting your career to this industry we call healthcare. Thank you so much, Mike. If our listeners want to get a hold of you or just want to connect in any way, if they're not already connected with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, a couple avenues. So obviously, you can find me over at, uh, on LinkedIn. Very active there. Uh, again, Mike Vaselli on LinkedIn, M-I-K-E, and then last name B is in boy, I-S-E-L-L-I. Or on Twitter, at Mike Vaselli. On Instagram, at Mike Vaselli. Or MikeVaselli.com. Thanks so much. It's been a pleasure, truly, as I'm likewise just passionate about this, about creating and then executing on a vision for reimagining how healthcare can be and will be with efforts like those that you are putting forth into it. So thank you so much, Mike. For those of you who are listening, uh, keep an ear out for new segments and new guests, new topics this season as we fully unveil season two. Join the posse. Don't forget, listen, subscribe, leave a review and tell your friends. Healthcare Wrap is an Altera Digital production and a member of the podcast.healthcare network. So on behalf of Mike and myself, keep marketing forward. Thanks. And that's a wrap.